83 Beale Street, Brookline, January 1920. Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy was eight months pregnant with her fourth child, and she was about to walk out on her husband, Joe. Leaving her three little ones in the care of the Irish nanny, she packed a bag, slammed the door of her small townhouse in Brookline, Massachusetts, and returned home to Dorchester. She moved into her old bedroom without saying a word to her parents. She was where she belonged, with her beloved father, and she said to herself that she was never going back. She had failed to heed his advice when he had warned her not to marry the upstart Joe Kennedy. After six years, her marriage was in crisis. Rose had made a big mistake. But the child kicking so strongly inside her belly was a constant nagging reminder that she was now a mother with responsibilities. Two of her small children were a cause for grave concern. Little Jack was sickly, in and out of hospital. Nobody could work out what was wrong. It was many years before he was correctly diagnosed. Rose's firstborn daughter, Rosemary, was also a worry. She was too quiet, didn't cry as much as her other two babies. Rose was trapped, and she knew it. But she was teaching her husband a lesson. She was a Fitzgerald, the cherished eldest daughter in one of the city's most prominent Roman Catholic families, and now she was home. Her diminutive father, John F. Fitzgerald, of Irish immigrant stock, was the first American-born Irish Catholic to be elected to the office of mayor of Boston. What he lacked in height, he more than compensated for in energy. He was a gifted athlete and a good scholar, and was accepted into Harvard Medical School. Just one year after his studies began, his father died. Fitzgerald left Harvard, took a job as a civil servant, and raised his siblings. He washed their faces and dressed the babies. He never complained. He just got on with it. He was a man of extraordinary charm and vitality. So charming, with the Irish gift of the gab, that his nickname was Honey Fitz. Other nicknames were Young Napoleon and The Little General. In trying to describe her father's particular brand of charisma, Rose would one day write of the attractive mix of his abundant energy, vitality, physique, quick reflexes, and a psychological or endocrinological X-factor. She noted that her father had the ability to walk into a room full of dull, bored people, and within minutes, the place would be buzzing with life and energy. This charm, this energy, this X-factor, would be inherited, above all, by her daughter Kathleen and her son Jack. When she came to publish her memoirs in her 80s, Rose called herself Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy. In her mind, she was always a Fitzgerald, and proud to be so. There was no one in the world like my father, she wrote. Wherever he was, there was magic in the air. She quoted him so much that she earned the nickname Father Says. Honey Fitz had an eclectic, wide-ranging mind and a habit of cutting out anything in print that interested him. News articles, quotations... He would pin them to his lapel. Rose inherited this trait, and her children remembered her wandering around the house with notes pinned to her dress. Later, 
she put together scrapbooks full of photographs and clippings. She was an inveterate writer and always kept a notebook by her side to scribble down interesting ideas or quotations from books or plays. When her papers were released in 2007, there were 185,000 items stored in 253 boxes. Among those papers are Kick's letters and her own scrapbooks of cuttings, articles and photographs. Rose Fitzgerald had grown up in the world of politics. Honey Fitz became a state senator for the Democratic Party, spending his weeks in Washington and returning home to the country at weekends and for vacations. Despite the fact that he was so often away working, Rose was far closer to her father than to her mother, Josie. Honey Fitz loved people, so long as they were interesting, whereas Josie was shy and preferred to surround herself with family members. She was the disciplinarian. She spanked her children if they misbehaved. She was also deeply religious and instilled her piety into her children.